are looking at X. <laughs> this is my, my voice the whole time. Okay. <laughs> uh, Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> okay, we're going to go Act 6 to 36 because that sounds nice. Um, so, Nathan, can you read like a big old chunk, 6 to 16? For us, and then Hattie, can you take over 16? Okay, so Hattie, can you do 16 to 26? And then Lil, can you do 26 to 36? So I'm 6 to 16, is that including 16? Whatever, however the... Whatever, <laughs> the, <laughs> yes. say however the wind takes you. Okay. Yes. Paul and his companions travelled throughout the region of Phrygia and <laughs> Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from pe preaching the word in the province of Asia. Asia, rather. Um, <laughs> when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried not to enter Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul, my manager, no, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him. Stat <laughs> yeah. Please do the Saturday overtime. No, no. Come over. Right, enough Waitrose jokes. <laughs> Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us for, to preach the gospel to them. What's with the sun we? <laughs> Luke is the one that wrote Acts, so we're assuming that Luke joined them, and now he is part of the we. Oh, the we. <laughs> From Troas, we put out to the sea and sailed straight for Samothrace. <laughs> and the next day, we went on to Neapolis. From there, we travelled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And we stayed there for several days. On the Sabbath, Sabbath we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the woman, women, women, who had gathered us there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Theatira, named Lydia Hobart, uh, Lydia, um, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptised, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Once we were go going to the place of... I thought I was including 16. But there's a type in there. It's literally like a paragraph. There's one in mine. It's a Paul Is this relevant? Yes. Literally, it's about the, like... A dealer in purple cloth. That was actually like illegal in Roman times. Was it? To sell purple oh, cloth. Oh, yeah, because it was only oh, yeah, the emperor. So literally, it was like 
the drug dealers of the community hanging out with the dealer. Okay, that's, you know what, that actually helps my point later, so that is actually a good tangent. Right, 16. Once we were, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave. Slave? Who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money from her own owners, from her owners, by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed. <laughs> oh, this woman, telling the truth. Be fine, That he turned around and said in the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. Pause. So you're saying, <laughs> just pause for a sec. So, Lily, you said about, oh, this woman preaching or saying the truth. Actually, while she was saying truth, but, you know, they were, um, they were servants of the most high God. Actually, it was a demon that was in her and... It was just harassing them, like, please go away. Like, this is what we it do was, not want. Well, it was, no, it was, it was, there was a bit, I don't think it was the taunting, it was more that actually, because she was saying that truth, it was almost making others believe that she could tell the future. Uh, oh, and so demons, demons can't tell the future. Only God can tell the future because he's the only one that's omniscient or omnipresent. Omniscient. Um, demons don't know the future, only God does. Right, right um, carry on. And in, at that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realised that their hope of money making was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and took them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customers unlawful for us Romans to accept the practice. <coughs> The crowd joined the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they, was, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. What is Luke doing at this point? Has he just been like, oh, he's just watching? <laughs> <laughs> fun, are you having fun over there, guys? Carry on! About, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Yes. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison's doors, doors flew over, open and everyone's chains came loose, even the murderers who were apparently... Shh, just read no, it. <laughs> the jailer woke up and when he saw that the prison doors opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptised. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Actually, you can stop there. Cool. So, quite a lot happens in that short space of time, and I'm going to summarise it now because I'm assuming that you probably haven't taken it all in. So we have we have this 
So I'm going to go from after when Nathan talked mostly. So they get to... <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was really relevant. They get to Macedonia and they hang out outside of the city with these women and they chat to them and they pray to them. <laughs> and you are all going to listen to me now. Here we go. I couldn't make sarcastic comments if I wasn't listening. You can make them in your head. Anyway, <laughs> so they get there and then they go out of the city because they couldn't pray in the city. They weren't allowed to. They went out to the city and they met with some women who they chatted to and one of the women believed them and was saved. Then they're tottering around and this slave girl who's possessed by a demon is pestering them all the time and winding them up and they tell the demon to get out of her and the demon goes. And then they get locked in jail because they did this and because her masters were really angry with them. Um, so they're in prison. Like, oh great, we're shackled here, we're stuck here. Uh, they're thanking God for everything that he's done for them, worshipping him and praying to him. And then all of a sudden, they're free and they stop the jailer from killing himself because he would have been killed if all of them escaped anyway, which is why he was going to kill himself not solely and torturously, I imagine. And then he comes to believe in God. And that's the story. Yay. Bit random. Bit up and down. Uh, but lots happened. So the preamble bit... We are going to look at, it is really important, it's not just, oh, well, we were going to go here, and then we were told not to go here, so we went there instead, because we were told to go there. Is this the one that, like, after this happens, the, um... Is this relevant? Yeah, I literally, I want to know if it's the, is this the, like, chapter where the governors are all, like, get really annoyed, like, get really scared because he was, was a Roman citizen oh, no. and they didn't have a fair Yes, <laughs> that's this just after one. this, yeah. yeah. I, I was just... Okay, so what we are going to look at today is that God is the ultimate culture challenger. And these are the three things that we're going to particularly look at. The fact that the Holy Spirit leads us, which is countercultural. Uh, that we engage with people we don't like. And that life isn't always easy, but God is always good, which is what Naomi talked on a couple of weeks ago. So... In terms of, I'm just going to give you a quick overview. So, it is not, do you guys all know what I mean by countercultural? Not against the culture? Against the culture. So, we live in a British culture, but that's not just the only culture we have. So, in this youth group, we have a culture of not swearing at each other, punching each other, and trying to be civil to each other. What? So that, that is part of the culture of this youth group. Do you see what I mean? It's the way that things are done. So, yeah. So, back in, so there's a lot of culture-challenging things in this from the very beginning. So the fact that they didn't choose themselves where they were going, they let the Holy Spirit choose. That's a bit odd. Yeah. The fact that they spoke to women in that time, and like you say... Not only women, but women who were doing illegal things. Mm. This cloth is really good quality. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was cultural in Macedonia to call spirits out of people? Probably not. Is it cultural now to call spirits out of people? Yes. <laughs> That's not correct. To be fair, it's really cultural to have spirits. 
Yeah. Yeah. But that's not, it's the way of doing things, not the things that happen. So like an earthquake, an earthquake wouldn't be something that you would call cultural or non-cultural. That's, that's the stuff that happens, not the, th the way that things are done, the way that human beings do things and the reasons, and the reasons why. Um, and finally, it is not normal to stay in a prison when you're released, when you're free. And then it's definitely not to go to the bloke's house who put you in there and was keeping watch of you. To be fair, that's just like normal human behaviour, I think. Or is that just cultural then? Cultural. So we're going to go... like human behaviour. It is, but it's human behaviour going against the norm. I would stay in prison if I got released. Why? Because I'd just be like sent back to prison. Moving on! back to prison with like a longer sentence for escaping prison. So... 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 Looking at this beginning bit that Nathan read. So we get this whole big preamble about what's going on, but this is a picture of it. So they started off here and they went all through here and up and round and they they avoided Asia. They went through, Bith no, they didn't go into Bithina, however you pronounce it, uh, all the way here to Philippi, which was yeah, the center of Macedonia. So this is a big, this is a big journey. This isn't just a random where should we go. And one of my first points, and <laughs> because I'm a sad loser, this is how long it would take you to walk there. <laughs> 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 344 hours. That's not long. That is a long No, but like, anyway, considering. That was just no, funny. That's like and what about the bones? What about the bones? You haven't added into the bones. Okay. So, you might look at this and go, oh, well, God told them not to go to Asia. Uh, does he not care about Asia? Asia. 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 I mean, I'm assuming you just figured they'd get murdered in Asia. Well, I don't know. Well, my answer is no donuts. He did. He, he did. Thank you. 
point is that the places that God tells Paul and Luke and whoever else was with him to go doesn't mean that he didn't, that wasn't a good place to go. It doesn't mean that it was a, God doesn't care about that or God doesn't reach that. And we can see that in our own lives sometimes when we feel like God's telling us not to do something. It's not necessarily that that's a bad thing. It's just that there is also timing and God knows that. So not only did God tell them where not to go, but he also told them where to go. So it's not, God isn't some person that you kind of bring each request to and he goes, no, 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 kind of waiting for you to bring the right one when he goes, yeah, do that. Like God also tells them through a dream, very clearly, come to Macedonia. So I might do that later. No, I'm going to do that now. Okay. Because this is story time. So, this is a little timeline of a small, a brief part in my life when I came home from uni and then I got a job and wanted to go to church, tried to get Sundays off, couldn't get Sundays off all the time. My relationship with God was a bit hairy. Angry and wasn't going to church. It was quite a good excuse not to go to church because I had to work. And then was there for a while. Then got a nine to five job, which meant I could go to church and didn't have the excuse not to go to church. And I became surrounded by this wonderful church family, which we've been talking about, haven't we? Community and rooted in community and the word and the spirit and actually being around people who were filled with the spirit and going to, you know, church and actually asking God to fill me with his, his spirit as well. Uh, and then I thought I might want to do social work because I didn't like my job. And I applied for a way to get into doing social work and I didn't get in. And I was like, oh great. So there was quite a long time here where I was still at my job and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I've been rejected by it. I like prayed a bit into it. Um, and just was kind of plodding along but my relationship with God was getting better I was trusting in him more and even though I had no idea what to do or what I was going to do um, and then a little while later I thought I'll try going to social work one more time and I'll apply for something else um, and but at that point I really was trusting God I was saying God look I'm only trying this again because I know that I really didn't include you that first time in that decision but I want to include you this time in this decision. And it was very much me saying to God, God, if you don't want me to do this, the no that I get will be a no from you, or a yes that I get will be a yes from you. That's how I'm taking it. Um, and then I found out I knew that I was going. And I got it. And I, so it, I know it's not the same thing, but actually there were no's and there were yeses. Can you see that? And can you see that it's not that what I wanted to do was bad. It's not that going to Asia or going to Bethina or whatever it was was bad. It's not that things are... I mean, there might be things in your life that God says, don't go anywhere near that and because it's bad for you or whatever. But actually, when I look at this, I can see the timing that God had. And actually, if I'd have got in here, wherever it was, to that one, I wouldn't have been off when my grandma got ill. I wouldn't have been able to look after her like I did because the course was set out differently. So I was off 
three months when she was really poorly and I was able to look after her and if I'd gotten into this course instead of this course at that time I would have been completely run off my feet working all the time and I wouldn't be able to help her out. So, you know, and I hadn't realised that until I looked at this story, which is quite cool. Um, so in Proverbs it says, the mind of the man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So, you know, we're not puppets. We have minds. You know, these, these guys looked at what God was saying, look what the, where the Holy Spirit were leading. And yes, even though it was a dream of a man saying, come to Macedonia, there is still thought and thought going into that. You know, you, you have got to use your mind, but ultimately it's trusting God to direct our steps. Okay. So we've looked a little bit at this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That as Christians, we are called to be in this church family that involves people that you don't like. Who remembers Neil's talk last week? What was yeah. he talking about? About being rooted in community. What was he specifically talking about? Falling out with your friends well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, carry on. Paul and Barnabas got in a nutshell. Yeah. And Paul and Barnabas fell out, but they did. They fell out well. Yeah. Well, and they went off separate ways, but they carried on doing what like yeah. Yeah, and when you fall out with people, at that point you probably don't like them very much. You might then like them again. But do you just see what I mean? Like, we, we are called to come into this weird family that doesn't really make sense. And there are going to be, be people that we rub up against the wrong way, but we can fall out well. And that's alright. So, we're also called in this family, but also to love others outside who others might not like. So I've written women hashtag society there because in those days, the patriarchy, no, <laughs> um, but women, you know, Jesus was unique in the fact that he hang, hung out with women, he valued women, he spoke to women, he, women were confidants as much as men were to him, and that wasn't cultural back then, that wasn't normal. Um, you know, and so we're seeing Paul and Silas here interacting with women, speaking to them, telling them about Jesus. And they don't care what other people might think. They're doing it because that's where the Holy Spirit has led them. The Holy Spirit said, you know, well, why don't you go pray? And they happened upon these women. Um, so the slave girl, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about loving people even if they annoy you. Do you remember that? I spoke about that briefly a couple of weeks, a while ago now. Um, but also this slave girl was offending them. Who was there when, I can't call him Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Who was there when my dad did a talk, uh, the first talk on prayer, care, share when we were in the other building? Oh, yeah. We I think we left early. We left early on that one, so okay. I was like there, like the prayer, like, and we're doing prayer, sharing, care. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to, I'll retell the little story that he told. Um, so there is a little paper shop down nearby where we live. Oh, and okay. do you remember this? Yeah. That, does everyone else remember it? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he, Dad goes in to get a paper there quite often because it's slightly shorter than going all the way into town. Um, and he just was struck one time with how he goes into that shop all the time and yet he never asks the guy behind the counter how his day is, says hi, kind of acknowledges him at all. It's kind of like paper, money, buy. Um, and just how we are called to love and care for others and pray for them. We're not waiting for the world to become nicer. We are called to go out into the world. The world, no Jesus, ergo. Which is nicer. Yeah, heaven will be like that. So this slave girl wasn't just so annoying, but she was also offending them. And they didn't kind of push her away and say, right, that's it, bugger off. You know, they actually got the demon out of her by praying in Jesus' name that the demon would flee. Like, that's pretty awesome. Um, and the jailers, I mean, who likes jailers? Like, <laughs> who would like someone captain, like keeping well, you in captivity? I like, I like prison guards. I like that there are prisoners. But if you were the other side of the prison bars, would Probably you? Not. There we go. Well, no. 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 Well, would you Moving on. Respect those who are in authority over you. It says in the Bible, so I would respect them. Can you respect yeah. me by... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, who remembers what Naomi was talking about a couple of weeks ago? Oh, I remember this. Wait. Did you have little cartoons of little it people? Was. So do you remember? Do you remember the graph that she had? Yeah, what was that all about? Was what was going on? Oh, good things happen for something or something uh, about. Victory looks like the yeah, thing. Yeah, that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Victory looks like the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand. So, life won't always be easy, but God is always good, and that is weird in our day and age now. That is not what social media. That is not what people tell us. That is not the way that we live our lives. We have a pretty cushy life here. Ignore the bottom bit. This is good, but not this. Okay, so I should have like blocked them out. Okay. Why did you put them um, Were you making bad decisions at like 10 o'clock? The way that the world tells us now, um, that if things aren't easy, and if bad things happen, that means that something's bad. Yeah. And that's, that's almost seems logical to us, but from Naomi's talk the other day, we know that things weren't easy for the disciples. We know that bad things did happen, getting stoned and being dragged out of the city. That's the worst, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And yet, it wasn't bad. It was good because God was moving, and that's where God had told them to be. So it's all backwards, okay? So it's countercultural. But what our culture tells us now is live your best life. <laughs> yeah. No! I mean, uh, no, that's pretty I good. Hashtag makes you me. Well, your best life is yeah. the life of Jesus. 
Oh. Yes, but I was thinking about it, the emphasis on the your, live your best life. No, 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 live Jesus' best life. You know, live in Jesus. Uh, walk in your true path. No, walk in God's true path, like walk in God's path. Mm-hmm. Like, my path might be that way, but God's like, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We try and make life easier. We have life, I love life. Oh, <laughs> so very quickly is that prayer is a huge thing like we can pray so I've got some Bible verses up here we can pray into these things we can ask God to direct our footsteps according to his word and his spirit and not let our own choices rule over us not let sin in the other um, version that I read it was like do not let my iniquities defeat me and I preferred that than sin all over me. It's the same point. Um, and it's not like we it's not just now that we've got the Holy Spirit with us that we see this. Like all of these are from the Old Testament and God was leading people back then, but he leads us now. Um, so this whole thing, this is my main point. Like there is a way that seems right to man. There is the way that things are done, there is the cultures that we live in. In school, you'll have a school culture, the way that things are done. There are ways that seems right to man, they seem good, they seem logical, but in the end it leads to death. Without Jesus, it leads to death. Um, yeah, and like I really like the top one. A person's steps are directed by the Lord, how can anyone understand their own way? We don't know what's coming up ahead, but we can trust in the only one in the whole universe who knows what's coming up. And that might be something that's coming up that's bad. But then it might... Remember, do you see? Sidegraphs. <laughs> I want that graph. I should have put it in Please here. Please don't. Sidegraphs. I, I need this. <laughs> yeah. I spoke to Matt first today. We don't need to do this on our own. We can pray for help. We can pray for more faith for this stuff. We can pray that God will lead us. We can ask him to lead us for different things. We can involve him in conversations and decisions and trust him when he tells us to do something or not to do something. 